This is the MagicWordPodcast.com. Hello, this is Scott Wells for the MagicWordPodcast.com. Well, I've said it before, but now it is official. Happy New Year. We are into the new year of 2024 and going full speed ahead with this exciting episode we've got with Daniel Garcia. I know you're going to just love it. This is a great way to kick off the new year with just a lot of content we plan on bringing to you, aside from attending conventions, but also with just chatting with a lot of magicians that I know you will love hearing and learning from as we go into this new year. This past uh, couple of weeks, we've been running a contest for a copy of the Watch Steel video and DVD by Charles Bach and Chappie Brazil, and we have drawn a winner whose name will be announced on the backside of this podcast, so stay tuned after this episode is over to listen to see who the winner was. Also, as we go into this new year, we actually wrapped up the obituaries from this past year. If you'll go to themagicwordpodcast.com, there you will be able to see the list of those who have passed this past year. And it is quite tragic when you stop to look at the sheer number of people who are friends in our industry who have passed. It's almost double the amount that we had from 2022. And uh, many of these people have been heard here on the Magic Word podcast, and I'm so thankful to have uh, had that time together to have uh, kept their words and their voices uh, out there. So it's in cyberspace for all to listen to for so many years into the future. And I'm glad, uh, again, that you are have helped support this podcast over the past years in order to keep it going and to allow us to get these kinds of episodes out there for posterity and for historical purposes. That was not really my intent when I got going with this podcast back in 2011. My intent was just to have some fun and talk with some friends. And one thing kind of led to another, and here we are now. And again, I'm so thankful for all the people who have participated in so many ways, those who have spoken on the podcast individually for a full episode, those who I have spoken with on just brief conversations when we were at Magic Conventions, also those who have financially supported us with their pledges and their donations, and also for the rest of the world who is just listening from week to week or even just occasionally dropping in and out. And for those who have helped share this podcast by telling other people about the Magic Word podcast and helping us to grow. One way of doing that certainly would be for you to go to iTunes or whatever platform you use and giving us a five-star rating with some sort of nice comments. If you could share your your feelings and what you think about the podcast. If it's something less than five stars, then if you'll talk with someone else who will rate it five stars, ask them to rate it (laughs) because that really helps our podcast to grow. Well, this week, again, I mentioned Daniel Garcia is going to be our guest, and this is just phenomenal. Daniel and I have been friends, golly, since he was in high school. I remember in Houston, Texas, back in when the 1980s or something when he was in high school and we and he had developed a lot of really great ideas at the time and just seeing his career skyrocket and today he is a consultant to the magic stars and so when i say skyrocket he is up in that celestial heaven of of stars who who share their magic with us, like David Blaine, like Dynamo, like Cyril Takayami, like David Copperfield, like so many uh, of the top names who you can name, and others who are maybe not as well known. I know that he is someone who is kind of considered a secret weapon for some people, and he's always working on different projects, uh, not only consulting for others, but then also for himself that he releases from time to time. And I just think he's one of the most creative guys uh, I've ever met. And I just like being in his sphere of friends whenever I'm around with him, just to talk about ideas and kick around ideas. When I was working at the Magic Castle one time, he had uh, he watched my show 
before I took it to uh, L.A., and he suggested a couple of things which helped me immeasurably. So I want to publicly thank him for his ideas and suggestions for improving my show. And those were small things that really were large things, which I still keep today and think about those ideas that he shared with me. Anyhow, I don't want to get off more on a tangent. I'm going to let you listen to what he has to say. There are a lot of really good things he talks about, some advice, some tips, suggestions, some stories as well. And he just is a wealth of knowledge and a great friend. And I appreciate you guys again tuning in and listening to this week's episode because I know you're going to enjoy it. This conversation was recorded while we were at the TRICS convention. That's the T-R-I-C-S convention. That's the Tri-C's or Carolina Close-Up Convention that was held this past fall. And I had intended just to pull Danny over for a little while to chat, as I normally do during a convention, just to get a little content and background while from different performers and also the dealers and everybody else at a convention. But as we started uh, talking, I kind of felt like as long as he was giving me some time and attention, we ought to make this into a more substantive type of an episode, which developed into what you're about to hear here this week. Please welcome our guest this week, Mr. Daniel Garcia, here on The Magic Word. Well, we just finished the lecture with uh, Blake Voigt, and one of the, I mean, it was just like a machine gun of so many different ideas and things, and uh, he's going to be, as we were talking about earlier, uh, this afternoon, I believe, on the Insights panel discussion, and one of the people he's going to be talking with then also is with me right now, and who is one of the performers and lecturers, my friend and yours, Danny Garcia. Hey, Danny. What's happening, dude? <laughs> so, so glad to see you, and this is the first time you've probably been at Tricks, isn't it? This will be the second, but I think the uh, the first time I was here was, I think, 2015? Okay. 16, something like that, yeah. Several years ago. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I was talking to Scott Robbins, he said this is like the 14th year, I think. Yeah, man, it's it's getting so big. It's amazing. It is. So, he was, uh, Blake was talking about consulting for different people, and but you've been pretty much related to uh, and tied at the hip, it seems like, with David Blaine. Have you ever consulted with other people, or has David let you go out and do things, or are you kind of like his yeah, guy? No, 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 a ton. Yeah, a, a whole bunch of people, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much, uh, I mean, you name it, Dynamo, Cyril, Runeclon, mm-hmm. Copperfield, yeah, uh, yeah uh, Piff. A lot of the guys on the strip right now, because I'm in Vegas right now, so a lot of the guys are I was about to ask you, because I knew that you had uh, left Houston. You come back from time to time, like we were just talking about, and visiting your folks. But the uh, uh, So you're living in Vegas? I thought you were, for some reason, in L.A. or New so York. I, yeah, I was in L.A., and then uh, I ended up booking a lot, of, uh, a lot of consulting gigs out in Vegas. And so it just kind of made sense to not pay for a place there, a place in Houston and in Vegas. So I got rid of the L.A. place and then uh, be in Vegas for probably another year, and then I'll probably head back to L.A. So when people want to contact you as an outside consultant or something, they just uh, give you a call, write you, or they hear about, uh, or they got an idea. Do they come to you with ideas, or do you sometimes parameters? Yeah, uh, yeah well, some, mostly parameters, but a lot of the times, um, it mainly the, the biggest part will be, just hey Danny, just run. Like go do something. Like just give me give me stuff. Okay. It's like Blaine will be Blaine's the biggest one. Like with Blaine, there is no real it's he's just like, all right, Danny, what do you got? And I come up with a hundred things and then I'll just pitch a hundred things to him. Well you've already been proven to him and so he can yeah. trust you with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then sometimes it'll be it's very few that it'll be like, hey, I want to do this trick with this object with this type of thing. It's normally just what ideas do you have? A lot of times it'll be like like let's say Dornboss. Like I've been helping out uh, John Dornboss a lot. Yeah. And so with him we can go down like a football route because of sure. because of his uh, of his Background past sports, career, yeah. yeah. And so, um, so that's kind of easy because I can be like, oh, or he'll call and he'll be like, hey man, I I love a jar of pennies. What can we do with a jar of pennies? So he'll give me like an interesting object. Okay. And so a lot of times people will do that, but other times like I find that easier, I would think, because then you kind of know very what to much. Work with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it definitely. Just I mean, like we just listen to Blake talk, and uh, the thing that Blake and I will be talking again tomorrow about. Uh, is the parameters like he was just mentioning? It down. Uh, yeah, and you narrow it down. It just becomes so easy to just be like, oh well, I have to come up with something with this. So, or it'll start with like a joke, a line. Um, you know, it could be just a, just like you heard him in there talk about. He said, oh, it'll be called Daffodil. Yeah. Knowing Blake, he probably <laughs> came up with that word first, 
yeah. and then reverse engineered what the trick would be. You I know what you. I mean? Sure. Yeah. So, sure. so that, that'll happen a lot. Also. How often do you have people come to you and say, Danny, I got this idea. I think that David might be interested in thinking, you know, David doesn't know me and I'm not really a creator, but something comes up and they run it by you. Does uh, it happen from time to time? Yeah, it happens a lot, actually. It really? ha- yeah. I, you know, mainly it'll be uh, <clears throat> emails or like uh, Instagram or like things like I'll get messages like, hey, here's an idea for David. Here's an idea for David. Here's an idea for David, mm-hmm. um, which is great. I mean, it just it kind of... It's tricky with David because David is his own. He's pretty specific. As yeah, a... very specific. So <clears throat> a lot of times it'll be, I've got this card trick for David, but I can already, I'm like, that's it's just not something David would do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to say no, like, right off the bat. So it'll be like, all so right. So you throw things at him and say, hey, look, I, this guy sent me something. I'm yeah, sure you screen things out. I'll, I'll screen it. But I'll, what I'll do is I'll, tr- like, I'll be like, okay, well, what's something that, like, like an example would be like, they, I know David's not going to do something where a girl kisses him on the cheek. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just something that he's I, just not... I can't see that happening. Yeah, it's, it's not, not his style. Or... And also, just, I mean, just, it starts opening up a logistic nightmare. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, all right, well, now we got to... Do I have to get a consent form for the him? Do I have to get this? Do I, is it going to... Mm-hmm. Or it might be like a brand thing. I've got a thing with, right. uh, with Coca-Cola. You know what I mean? And be like, well, logistically, I just can't make that happen because now yeah. we've got to pay Coke. We've sure. got to do... You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, so I'll try to, like, figure that out and be like, all right, well, what's something... Um, but I'll, tr- I'll mainly just keep a list of it. Just be like, let me use it for inspiration. Like, all right, well with something or I'll just give them hey dude that's a great idea you know what, what's you know do you have any other ideas just to keep yeah. them I don't want to just shut them out I don't want to I think it's really big to not stifle creativity and so right. just saying no to somebody instantly kind of I think puts a damper especially if it's somebody that like I don't know how much it, how long it took them to like even build up the courage just to even pitch the idea yeah you know good, point. I mean? good point and so I don't, I don't want to make them feel bad about that kind of thing. do they come to you in I guess all different ways whether it's through email or like at the convention or you have to see them at a show or something you have magicians that approach you or I mean yeah. so they come all ways at conventions it happens a lot of Mention. So they'll be like, "Oh, I've got this cool idea with David." And sometimes it definitely, sometimes it definitely actually, uh, um, sometimes it actually definitely uh, will be like uh, something really great. Like I know um, the first time I met Ryan Stock, that's a great example. I remember Ryan showed me a bunch of things, and I was like, "Dude, these are amazing! Like you have to show these to David. Like this is a great because it totally yeah. fits the character really well." Yeah. It's just like so. There's that happens, you know, not as often, but that definitely does happen. Yeah. Like, oh, this is awesome! Like, come show this to David. Come show this to David. You know. And so I mean? then you go back to, to the well. I mean, like in that case with Ryan saying, "Hey, you got something else?" Or? Yeah. Or I'll film it, and I'll just be like, "Hey, let me send this to David real quick to see if, yeah. if, if is, or I'll ask, is this something interesting you're interested in mm-hmm. doing?" Or a lot of times, sometimes it'll be like if I'm out at a convention, Magic Live happens, somebody will show me something, I'll be like, hmm. Let me film this real fast. I want to show this. To, do you mind if I show this to to? And it, not just David. Like it might be something that might fit Piff or it might fit right. Cyril. You know what I mean? It's like right. um, that was going to be my next question specifically because everyone has their own performing style, yeah. and you have to kind of get to know these guys personally and intimately so that you know this will probably fit better for this guy than it does for this gal yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's you know it's funny. It's uh, every time that I meet somebody new and I'm consulting for somebody new, mm-hmm. um, they'll be like, hey, you know. Can you help me out with this? Can you help? Can can we? You know, help? I'm doing this television spot in this country. Can you? Right. Be, I'm like, yeah, definitely. Get there, and the very first thing I do is like, let's go to lunch. Let's just go to dinner. Let's go. And before you get to know each other personally, I just want to know who this person is. Like, I want to figure out who they are. Like, as far as I don't, it's, you can't come up with something for somebody if you don't know who they are as a person. That's a lot like a dealer. I was thinking. Remember that uh, uh, H&R Magic Books when they had their place up in Humble, you yeah, know? And, and Dick would, uh, Dick Hatch would always call me and said, "Scott, we got a new book in." He said, "I think this is for you. It's yeah, your yeah. kind of stuff, you know. It's uh, this corporate thing or it's an MC thing or it's just like he knows what I like and yeah, you know yeah. my personality. And so likewise, that once you get to know somebody, you can then make a recommendation, you know." Because somebody may not, you know, I don't see David Copperfield as a card guy, yeah, for yeah, an example. Yeah. So you wouldn't go to him with a close-up trick. One hundred percent. It's not. You know, it's. I just. Uh, so I'm helping the clairvoyance right now. So okay. they, they're getting ready to do a big tour um, in the U.S. and in uh, in Austria or uh, in Europe. And so they brought me on. They were like, "Hey, we really want you to help out." And so I was like, "Look, before we even start, before this even happens." Like, let's just meet for drinks. I just want to, like, sit down because I, I may not even be who you need, man. Like, like my stuff. <laughs> I may be the wrong consultant. Yeah, I might be the wrong dude That's for right. you. That's right. And so, uh, so let's just sit down and, like, huh. I just want to have a drink. Let's, like, talk. Let's just get to know each other. And this is what we did. We sat down for probably four hours just literally at a bar in Vegas. Let's go to a little yeah. circle bar in the, like, actually, I think it was right after the uh, the AGT uh, Superstar show. Yeah. They just We just met up and we literally just, you know, shot the show hung out and yeah. told jokes and afterwards they were like we definitely want to work with you and it sounds awesome <laughs> um, but it's also like I don't want to waste their time it's, it's, it's time and money you know what I mean those are sure. you know time it's 
You don't waste either either one of your time. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to waste your time. And it's like if they don't, especially if it's something else, it's like, look, man, I'm not, let me get you, you want a builder. You don't want an idea guy. You want a builder. Let me get, let me hook you up with a builder. I would imagine from time to time that you might pitch an idea and that person says no, but you keep that and kind of work on it and you'll say, okay, that may not be for you, but it may be over here for this person. Yeah. It happens all the time, actually. Does it? All the time. All the time. (laughs) It's a, So you don't let that idea die just because that person rejected it. No, no. And also the other, the other side of it too is I'll, I'll, uh, I'll stick with it. So, like, a good example is um, is Piff. So, the very first day I come in to help Piff, he hired me for a month. So, yeah, it's one month. the Magic Dragon, by the way. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So, do you know another Magic Piff? Very <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty> funny. It's <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, I know Path and Poof. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. That was hilarious. That's a good joke. Uh, so, I've got a good story about that. I'll tell you afterwards. Um, so, uh, so um, the first day I'm in, we're in the office, and he... Uh, John, John, Piff, yeah, John he, he had never, uh, we had worked very shortly together. I'd come in for a week to literally just throw ideas out on a wall. Just pop, 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 pop. But it, he's never hired me in like that kind of a long-term thing. So he really didn't know what to expect. And he, was, and so the first day I'm in there and I'm just kind of talking and I just want to know like, all right, let me figure out. And he's very specific with his character. I mean, he he's one of the people out of everybody I know that's like, man, I know exactly what I want. And so the first day, the very first idea I come up with, he was like, I want an encore piece, is what he said. I want a piece I can do as an encore. And I was like, okay, got it. And so I just had this visual in my head. And without going into the tricks, I don't want to, you know, we're still, sure, still, still doing it. But uh, I had this really visual of a, of a video playing. And so I was like, man, this is, I, I tend to, uh, to think in terms of postcards. So I, I tend to think of, like, what's the visual, like, if I stop frame something, what is that visual that people are going to see? Which could the people see, right. Exactly, right. yeah. In the audience. And so, yeah. And so... Uh, so I saw this video playing in my head, and I was like, oh, this is hilarious. Like, this would be so... And I, and I edited the whole video in my head about to work. And so I pitched him this idea, and he's like, nah, I just don't... And he's like, oh, he goes, I, he, I like the idea. He goes, how does it work? And I was like, well, I mean, I think, in theory, and I sketch on a piece of paper real fast. And he's like, no, that's not going to work. And so... But the way I don't, I roll with the punches. You Did know he mean, I mean it's not going to work for me, or... He, he didn't, didn't think the, the, met, he didn't the method. method was going to okay, work. Gotcha. But I, but I, that happens a lot, and that happens a lot with a lot of different. They're not going to work, but they don't. Like I, I, I realize very quickly they don't see what I see in my head. I have to kind of just kind of neo it, you know, just, you know, matrix that thing. And so, uh, <laughs> I wish you would have gotten that visual. He was like neo, <laughs> Keanu Reeves. He's bending backwards and dodging bullets. That's funny. <laughs> uh, so uh, we work for three weeks, and we're coming up with different ideas, and and nothing is really like. There's not that like that kind of holy shit, like that oh this is the one I want there's a bunch of things that are like oh this will be cool this will be cool this will be cool but there wasn't that knock like uppercut you know what I mean okay, yeah. but I really thought this trick was going to be that uppercut and it was the first thing I pitched and so we're standing in line to go see Jeremy Cambridge actually we okay. went, went to go see because we're working on another mentalism piece also okay. so we went to go just get inspiration now and you're with Pip or you're with Clarvoyance I'm with Pip oh this is with Pip yeah. this okay, is with yeah. And so, but we wanted to do a minimalism piece in the show. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so we went like to a magic square. Uh, exactly. Yes. Which actually ended up. I don't know if you've I, seen it. I have. Okay. Great. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It's so great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it ended up turning out amazing. Actually. I've heard uh, actually. Uh, uh, I was talking about that on a Sunday school mm-hmm. uh, when he had uh, Piff on there, and they were talking about the evolution. I don't remember if you mentioned your name or not. Probably not. I mean, it's not. It's I, one of the things you learn very quickly as a consultant is uh, you are. Under the radar, you very rarely are you brought up. It's, you're like a ghostwriter, basically, mm-hmm. um, and so you have to kind of get rid of your ego very, very fast. Yeah. Um, so, uh, which is completely fine. I think the most important thing is that the idea is out there. Like if you're pushing magic forward, it doesn't matter if it came from me or not. It's there's more eyes on him than there is on me any day. So I'd rather him. You know what I mean? It's as long as magic's being pushed forward, then it doesn't matter where it's coming from. Not everybody feels that way. You know, it's kind of like they want to be in the limelight, particularly magicians who are performers. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're both a performer and a creator, Mm -hmm. but you really kind of take the, I wouldn't say a backseat, but you kind of take the unrecognizable seat. You'd rather be buried in the in the credits. Yeah, I would rather. I mean, I I just want the, I want magic, magic to move forward. forward. Yeah, yeah like exactly. That. Yeah. Um, so uh, so we're sitting standing in line for McCambridge's show, and I turn to Piff, and I'm just like in my head because he's talking about a different trick, and I turn, I went, hey, I'm just gonna build the thing. I'm just gonna build it. The thing that I had that idea, I said, yeah. I know it's gonna work. Even though he didn't think it would. Even though, yeah, I said I know it's gonna work, and I was like, and no offense to you, bro, but 
Like, I'm just going to do it. And Jade turns and goes, thank you, Danny. Will you just let, and she looks, she goes, will you just let Danny do what he does? And John goes, okay, go ahead. And so, and I was ready to just put my own money into it because I knew it was going to work. And so sure enough, within a week, within a day, I had a prototype, a very, very rough prototype. Within a week, it worked. We had it fooled him. Yeah. So I showed he knew what what the method was because I sketched it the very first time and I did it. He goes, "How did you do that? How did that work?" And I was like, "It's what I showed you. It's the, the drawing I did that I thought was going to work." And he's like, "Okay, keep doing that. Keep he doing." He just that. couldn't conceptualize. He it. just couldn't see it in his head. Huh. And so, so I've learned to like take no and kind of like with Blaine, I'll go through the hundred like the hundred ideas, and instead of whenever he says no to something, instead of crossing it out, I put a dot by it. And so when I look at my notebook, if I see dots, I know that he said no to it, but I know that he just doesn't see what I see. And it, or I'll try to figure out why he said no. And I'll just be like, oh, he said no because of this. Okay, got it. So I'll just shit. Like the ring on coat hanger for Blaine, that was pitched three times. I pitched that three times to him before he finally said yes. Even though you're pitching the same idea? Same exact idea. But he just wasn't ready to accept he it just didn't, yeah, he, at a certain, exactly, a certain time. Yeah, and then, and then eventually he was like, oh, this is amazing. I wonder if it's one of those things where you plant a subliminal image in a person's mind. It's like, no, and then you say it again. So no, it's like, third time, it's like, you know, oh, I've maybe. had that. Yeah, maybe. Oh, maybe, yeah. I never <laughs> thought about that. Yeah. It could also be with David. He's uh, He gets very fixated on certain feelings for certain specials. So, like... It might be that that just didn't have the right feeling for him for that special. Yeah. And so he was like, oh, and it could be that he thought that it might be gross. But then once he puts it together with him, he's like, oh, this will be good. And it ended up becoming one of the major pieces of the He thinks show. something might be gross? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> what? <laughs> and it must be way gross. <laughs> so you have been, I assume, consulting with some of the ideas that he was doing for that uh, show in Vegas. What was that called? It's uh, the, uh, um, not Vertigo. It's the, uh, it's the one that he's... Do it the Hilton, uh, you know, like once a yeah, month. Or yeah, something. yeah, yes. He did. Uh, well, the new one's impossible. Uh, impossible. Um, I forgot what the other he was doing. The, the, the jump from the yes, uh, yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. I he did. He did. So he did ring on coat hanger in there. Okay. Um, I was actually working on another show at the time, so I couldn't go in like full time for the for the show. But he did like the pieces that. So he did ring on coat hanger, and then he did. Uh, there was another trick that I helped out with um, that he did in the show, and then ended up ended up cutting it. <laughs> and now he's doing a brand, a brand new show. So when you had the idea for the ring on coat hanger, and you're pitching this to him, and I'm using this just as an example of other <laughs> ideas, do you pitch them as an idea, and he says, "That's great." What's the method? And you're going to go, uh, "Let me think about that." Or do you have a method when you present it? Uh, both. Huh. So both. Yeah. It, uh, it, most of the time, I'll have something that I know is doable, um, with the time frame, the amount of money we have, the whatever it is. Because sometimes we have zero money, and you know, I, mean, I know that Chris Angel has had some consultants in the past who have mm-hmm. come to him, and when they've been working in the room, I remember talking to Banachek, and this guy would uh, come up with all these different ideas, and then he'd say, "Well, yeah, but how do I go about and do that?" Mm-hmm. You know, so he didn't have any idea. You know, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, but it. Yes, I mean it. Have it happens, man. It's like, um, but I don't. I think that just working, doing this so often. You kind of understand to not throw out to throw out fantasy, but kind of rein the fantasy back in because it might be too expensive or it might be something like that. So there's never like a oh I can't figure out how this works. Anything that I say will kind of have a method already. Like I in my head I'm like okay, okay. there's there's a route I can take. There's a dream route, and then there's a, I know I can make this possible. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. And so uh, so I don't ever really obviously if somebody's like okay I want to do I remember a long time ago one of the first things that we were jamming with with Blaine was he wanted to I think somebody I don't remember if it, I don't remember who said it but it was like a levitating rock and he was standing on a levitating rock mm-hmm. and so but it was just in my head I'm like it's, it's going to be too expensive it's going to be way too expensive like it sounds not, like a great promo picture too. it is a great <laughs> promo picture but it's a better promo picture than it is a, a fact. better use of money just doing, you know what I mean? Don't waste the money on actually having it happen. Just do the graphic design, but it's just a promo. Right. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. make it real. Yeah. So, and that's, I think with consulting too, that's a big a big thing also is understanding how to manage money. I've got this much money for this. Oh, I've got this much money for sure, this. So sure. let me take, a lot of times when, like, when a specials will bring me in, like a series, okay. they have like, we've got this budget. And so I'll come in before anybody comes in, before I even hire a team. And I'll be like, listen, you've never done this before. So let me explain this. Right now you've got, this X dollars. X dollars for the finale, X dollars for large things, and X dollars for small things. It doesn't work like that. Because I might be able to take, let me know what your full budget is, just me, I won't share it with anybody, and I can make all of this work. Because we might be able to come up with a finale that you say costs just fantasy, let's say it's $30,000 is what they're allotted, yeah. right? Um, 
And it's not, there's not as much money in TV magic as people think there is. I know. Is. I've consulted for yeah. masters. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's very, it's very little money, actually, yeah. especially if you're hiring consultants, because now I have to pay people, and they normally don't have a budget for that. So um, so I'll just go, okay, well, 30000 but you want to do a trick with this. I can rent a car. I can do this. I can do this. I can get your finale done for $1,000. Give me the 30000 to put towards something else. So what I'll do is I'll take all that money, and then I'll start putting a budget together for my consultants. I'm like, okay, here's the amount of money you have. I can do this, this, and this, but now I can also hire three other people now. With the extra money, With I can. the extra money, I just save. Okay. Um, or this one close-up trick, you think, like, you might have $1,000 for a close-up magic for an episode, which is never going to happen. I'm going to spend it on playing cards, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so... <laughs> and sometimes you got permits and things also. So the, that costs the, a lot. The I good mean. thing is that, so that'll be a separate budget from, so, like, oh. there'll be a production budget and a magic budget. Oh. So I don't have to... Uh, permits don't have to come out of my out of my my budget. Okay. My budget mainly is just for for magic to happen, magic to get built, for me to hire people, other people to help you. With that. Exactly. Yeah. So okay. so I'll do that. So I'll say, but a close trick also might cost. Like it'll. I remember the first time you know a production. I was like, this close trick is going to be ten thousand dollars, and they were like, what? It's close up trick. Like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, well, let me explain this to you. Like here's. Let me take this tabletop off so you can see the electronics inside. And they're like, oh, my God, I didn't know that existed. <laughs> You're like, yeah, but you want to do this trick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so it just it's, it ranges. But there's, there's, always, there's always a way. With, with, there's always a way to do something. I remember talking with Andre Cole many, many years ago, in which he was talking about when he was in college, mm-hmm. he would not go to sleep at night until he had written down three ideas, mm-hmm. whether they work or not, but they were... And they may have been completely impractical, you know, but uh, kind of like what uh, Blake was talking about from the standpoint that these are like crazy ideas or, you know, actually he writes down 10 bad ideas a day. These were not bad ideas. They were good ideas. But he said whether the technology existed at the time or not, or maybe it's the future, maybe it'll never exist. But here are some ideas, which you can later then go back to. Let's say like that one where a head is decapitated and moves from this table over to another table or something. He said that was one of the things I wrote down in college and then later was able to put together, you know, or spike uh, bed of spikes or whatever like that. Do you have a method, Danny, in which you actually will write down or think of some ideas on a regular basis, or are you so busy that you don't have time to actually set aside a few minutes a day to do that? I always have. You make time. There are time. That's we, great we, advice. We are, make time. We are in charge of our time, road. So it's the one thing that we have complete control over yeah. is our time, and so and it's the most valuable thing that we have. So how one, long have you been doing that? Um, I mean, since high school. Yeah, it's, I don't. I always make time. It's. I think it's. To say that you don't have time to pull out your phone and write a note is to say to say you don't have time is to say you don't want to. I think that's what I think. And so, say you don't have time to say you don't want to because it's exactly right. It's, I don't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. It's not. You always have. We have time right now. I've got thirty seconds from right now for me to not go over there to not look on Instagram to not like I've got thirty seconds to write something down. Uh, but the two. I don't know why I just got so passionate about that. And so, <laughs> no, I um, can see that. But. Uh, so the two different things that I tend to do, Blake and I talk this, about this a lot, actually. Um, and so we both end our lecture the same way. We're doing a, like a little jam session with the, with the, with the uh, audience. But the two things that I do um, are the first one is instead of doing the bad ideas, that's Blake's, Blake's kind of route. Yeah. Um, I, mine is first thing in the morning. And so... Are oh, you still laying in bed? You have like a little... Note literally sheet. the very first thing in the morning. So as soon as you open your eyes... Yeah. And it takes about a week to to kind of get into it. You got a pad of paper right next to the yep, bed. literally right next to you. And you turn over and you write down three ideas and then turn the page and don't look at them. Oh. And then the next morning, roll over. Are these ideas that may have been coming in your dream or just and or things that's like I've got to force myself right now to come up with an idea? So it starts off with it starts off with the forcing because okay. you because you're not used to. It's very easy for you to get up Rather and the first thing blogging. is reach, yeah. grab your phone, yeah. look what time it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Look at the news. Of course I do. So, so <laughs> that's, that's yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, what 99% of people do, right? Yeah. So the first part's forcing. So you have to get up, force yourself to turn and just write down. The crazy thing is you. the reason it's the first thing in the morning and the reason you turn the page is because you're still in that weird dream kind of twilight. morning twilight uh, stage. Yeah. So... The majority of the time, by lunch, you forgot what you wrote. You don't even remember what you put on your on okay. the pad. So what you do is, is, or what I did, I haven't done this in almost a year probably, is write down three ideas, turn the page. Write down three ideas, turn the page. Write down, and then I fill up whatever my time. So let's say I'm going to do that for a month. So after my month, I close the book, and now I start over. But this time I do it at lunch. So this time I'll, I'll wait, and 
at like you know lunchtime I'll sit down I'll open the notebook and then I'll read the three ideas first and I'll write down what I thought like what is inspired by those three ideas underneath that so I'm like oh this is interesting well, what was that oh, what what if I do this and this and this that was and I just and I'm kind of free writing what's coming to my head from reading my own ideas and then I turn the page and don't look at that again and then I do that until my month is filled up again right so now I've got that and then at the very end now I go through whenever I want and I just go through my notebook just at my own time without my time constraint. Just like, oh, you know, what? let me look through my notebook, and I go, to, but only do one page at a time. And then I read what my three ideas were, what I analyze that, and then I analyze both those together. But by the end of a month, you've got nothing but gold. You are literally sitting on gold of just because you now might be able to connect this, and and now your brain has now put these like pieces together, and you can go, oh wait, there was an idea over here that had to do with to. with eggshells and my first idea over here had to do with the with the chop cup and so you know you're like well let me do this and let me do this and let me put it and so now it just becomes this kind of like little bible of like just nuggets of, of because like, there are subliminal things that you have put down that you kind of forget about exactly as well 100%. Until a few weeks it's, or it's later. nothing but inspiration it's all it is just inspiration inspiration and then the other thing is um is my note my notepad on my phone like I use my notepad religiously. Like yeah, I all the time. Literally, it's. I mean, just going. I know they can't see it yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, you show me right now just the uh, notes look, over here. Look, so. Line for motivation or a trick. As a magician, it's my job to make people think what they're seeing is real. Literally, it's just a just something that, like it would just pop in my head, uh, and it'll be like random things. I don't. I don't. I realize that loves is loves in Spanish, which means you see it. So I was like, oh, there's something kind of interesting there. What if I do something with with the, so the word? Yeah. yeah, with just word. So. Again, it read, read it again. Like, I don't see it just, just random. Like, it's all just really weird. I mean, if I go... And then, so Blake and I will, will play a game, Treasure Hunter. A book in the style of a journal about a boy named Hunter that finds hidden treasures mixed between Harry Potter, National Treasure, and Goonies. Solve clues in the book, find hidden maps. So it's just random, like, double coincidence. An idea for a trick. Deck of cards. Deck of cards. And then I type out... So we'll go through. Blake and I'll sit down one day, and, like, we'll just go, like, hey, man, let's go to a bar. Yeah. I mean the library. Let's go to the library. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Let's go sit down in the bar and just we'll sit down and literally we'll order a drink and then we'll play this game where we go through our notebooks and we'll squirrel and we'll go boom and then I'll say an idea and then we'll just riff on what the idea was and he'll go boom. Here's an idea and we'll just start riffing on what the idea is. I think what the brilliant thing is that I'm taking away from this is that it's not okay. I got like when you develop pressure. Okay, I got an idea with a balloon and a deck of cards, a phone or something, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, so if not things, these are concepts and. There are ideas uh, uh, that do not require a prop. It's something in the mind. Could be anything, yeah. Sort of anything. Yeah, anything. Anything at all. I, don't, I think that it's like, yes, I believe in constraint and pressure, like the way Blake was talking about and how to have parameters and all that stuff. But also I think that it's very important to just just put stuff out, just like literally just – there's a really good book. Um, I think it was AHA is what the book was called. It's a book on creativity. Um, who was it? Oh. I can't remember the, the author's name. I, I have to look up the author. It's a hard book to find. Okay. But it's Aha with an exclamation point. And it's a, it's a book on creativity. It's about the Aha moment. But in that book, excuse me, in that book, um, he talks about uh, just having a creative notebook. Literally, just write ideas down. Whatever ideas you can, whatever, just write them all down. Literally, just get it out there. And so anything that I have, I don't, it may be an idea for a product. It may be an idea for a, what, a non-magic product. It might be an idea for an experience. It might be a, a really cool set of words. Like it might be, there might be like a theory. I remember I wrote a poem one time. I wanted to write a poem on, a, on being a consultant. And so I just, I, and I just had this line came in my head, so I just wrote, jotted the line down. It, might, it could be anything. No, who knows? I might see, see. I might draw. Like I remember, I saw like a. You might be inspired by seeing a billboard or whatever. These you know. look at the sign card and gift card holder. I literally I had a, oh, gift, a gift card, card holder. Yeah. Sit, okay. Gift card holder was sitting on my desk as a gift. Yeah. And I went, man, that's a cool place for a reveal to be able to just rip that open and have a sign card inside of this little. So you yeah. give them a gift, and now it's a, it's like that's a, just a cool, just a cool little thing to give away. It's right. just a fun little thing. So I just I right. took a. Triple written prediction. I saw. So you take pictures of these things too. I yeah. saw. I saw something, and I went, "Oh, you know, it would be cool if I did this." this. So I take a pic- screenshot and just put it in the notes. That way, I just remember what, like, oh, it could be anything. A lot of times, we think that we're going to remember something. It's like in lectures, in particular. We're not yeah. jotting down notes because we think I'm going to buy the guy's notes yeah, at yeah. the end of the lecture or whatever. But the um, uh, the the point is, I'm hearing you say is make sure you write things down yeah, yeah, uh, as much as you can because. 
you're going to go back and uh, and remember these ideas only if you have written them down because it was like what was that line that that guy said same thing like after a show yep. if you hear a line that someone throws you from the audience you think oh I'm going to use that you know you need to do that right now write that down immediately after the show you're going to forget it 100 uh, percent and also I'm a, I mean this gets very hippie and very uh, very crunchy but uh, I'm also a huge believer of kind of ideas being or ideas are born when they're supposed to be born in just in the universe in general and so um for me i have to get it out like that the reason i had that idea means that it's time for something i may not be that i do it's it. come to you but now is the time for it's, it's obviously come to you to be released to be to be out to, to be out to yeah. just for the idea to be put into the universe so that something happens with it. i understand whether it be and you'll notice it happen a lot where you'll be like you'll write something down I, it literally just happened to me last month. I wrote down an idea, nest of uh, nest of um, bicycle card boxes. Okay. I just had a, an idea just in my head, an idea popped in my head. I was like, man, it'd be great to have a bicycle card box, pull out a smaller bicycle card box and a smaller box, until you got down to a mini bicycle card box and there's signed cards folded inside. Yeah. Literally a month later, I'm walking to a magic shop and there's a product. No, I, I swear to you. <laughs> and I literally call Alex and I was like... Yo, I was like, I told you, and he's like, and yeah, Alex said, I know, I put that out. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you yeah. told me about it. Yeah, and so, but it's like, it's. I just think that there's times when it's happened enough to where I'm just like, oh, this the idea is just meant to be somewhere now. Somebody's supposed to have this idea, so I just put it out. Just get it out. Get out of my head. Get it out of my head. So it's, you know, I think that right there is the key: is get it out of my head. You know that if you don't get it out of your head, it's going to kind of stay there. Yeah, yeah. And by doing that, that allows you to move on to the next thing. I remember years ago that Simon Lovell was saying, I had a lot of articles written. He said, you should publish these things in some sort of an anthology or something. He said, these were your babies. Let them grow. Get rid of them. You have another baby. Uh, yeah. You know, more and more and more. You know, it just increase the size of your family. And I think that's important. It made a lot of sense to me that as, you, as you're saying, when you have an idea, to put that out as quick as you can. Not for fear that someone else is going to perhaps be thinking, because it could be like a hundred monkey kind of concept, because another monkey, you know, a, you know, a million miles away is coming up with the same idea. You Let's put mine out, you know, real quickly, because he may be deciding he, whether or not to put it out. You put yours out first, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't. I, I've never been like. Um, I guess this goes back to I don't care if my name's tied to it, and so as long as like I just want I just want the idea out of my head. Like I don't. I just want to make space for new stuff to just continue. Exactly. I yeah, I just want it to be out of my head. So as long as long, so I guess that's where my notebook is like, <laughs> as opposed to me having to put this on a marketer to go like. So it came from me. I can just get it out of my get out of my space. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that space has become smaller and smaller over time. <laughs> well, I remember that was something I think that uh, Conan Doyle had written about Sherlock Holmes about how that he only has so much room in his attic and mm-hmm. he can't absorb anything else unless something goes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in order to put that out, then that does make room oh, for great. something else. Yeah, you know? that's great. Yeah, yeah. That, yes, I agree with that. So, how many things uh, do you think overall over the, since uh, Galley? Yeah, as I recall, the first thing he did was, of course, Storm Restored Card mm-hmm. uh, back in Houston many years ago. Uh, since then, how many things would you say, or do you estimate, or do you have an idea that you commercially are available? Commercially? Commercially. I don't okay. mean like consulting. I'm talking about like things you put out, like, uh, you know, with the uh, dollar. I, I'm bad on names of tricks, but, you know, with the, the seal moves. I mean, the uh, fraud. Fraud. Yes. Yeah, 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 fraud. Or, How many things have I done like that? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. man, I don't know. It's a lot. I mean, dozens, right? Yeah. I mean, it's. I think I had a list Hundreds, at one point. Over I don't know if it's 100, but it's like, I mean, because my big thing was DVDs at the time. So, mm-hmm. at, and obviously now that's not you know a lucrative market. So, but at the time it was everything's a download. Every, yeah, everything's a download now, and every, people want gimmicks now. People want things, toys to play with again. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I don't know because I like I was did the Garcia projects all had like ten tricks on them. Uh, yeah, fraud, torn, greed, torn two. Yeah. Uh, the second set of Garcia projects, Ultra Gaff deck that had three volumes. Altoid thing, what was that? The, the uh, Mint Box, Mint yeah, Box. Mint Box came out. Uh, and then I have stuff at my lectures that I sell that I don't sell on online or anywhere else. I just sell lectures. Like that card index? Uh, that'll be coming out next year, actually. That was an awesome thing. Thanks, man. Thank you so much, Ro. Thank you I remember so much. that was from Pebbleusa, Pebblepalooza yeah. well, a year or so ago, and you said, this is just for us guys right now, yeah, yeah. and I'm going to put it out, and I wonder, okay, cool. That's so crazy that you remember that. <laughs> I, yeah, I still haven't released it. It's been, that was, man, what was that? That was pre-COVID, yeah? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I, I found a video recently of uh, of my bill change that I'm, I'll do in the lecture tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's like a half and half bill change, and I found a video, and it was from 2012, and I was like, Alex, do you realize this was... In, over 10 years old he was like wait what I was like yeah 10 years ago is when this bill yeah, changed I, I way time changes. it's crazy man yeah we, we mentioned Alex a couple times Alex Rangel is like almost like a blood brother of yours yes, I mean, very you know. much so yeah yeah 100% <laughs> and he consults point. also he often uh, sits in with you I guess with David Blaine yeah definitely Alex is uh, what I call the, the catalyst he's kind of what Blake was talking about he's the dude that will throw out 
he doesn't care if they're bad or he will continuously throw out ideas. Just what about this? What about that? What about this? What about that? And you need that. That is a he's a, he's a smart yeah, dude. And he's a very, very handy. Yeah, he's a very handy builder. Um, but he's yeah. He, everybody on the team, I think, has a role. Um, not everybody's like the same cookie cutter. I mean, they're all no, different. Of course you think. not. Yeah, definitely. It's like I mean, it's like building a cake, man. You're not if you have all eggs, your cake's gonna be. Sh- so. <laughs> yeah. You can't even make a souffle with just eggs. You gotta add some other you ingredients. Have something, you know? man. You gotta have something in there. Yeah, yeah. Or an omelet, whatever. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and so, with uh, some other things that you have planned, then right now we will talk about the, like, the card index. Are the things that are about to be released, or what is your newest thing that you've got the town? Um, the card. I think the next three things. Not that this is solid, but in my head right now, I think this next year I'm going to be kind of doing. I'm getting a little burnt out on TV consulting right now. It's just it's very tiring. Um, Why so? Because of the hours? Uh, it's just exhausting. Your your brain is con- like constantly on. And then, without shooting myself in the foot here, television production tends to be a, a little more mean. I guess it's not really it's not really my speed. It's not it's not as relaxed. It's very. Very cut, well, very cutthroat. You got a lot of people. Um, first of all, that are in the studio that they're paying for. Yes, you yeah. know the director, the, you know, and the cameraman, the light guys, and sound, and everybody. Yeah. And so every moment that you're doing something while yeah. you're trying to get the, the thread tied, you yes, know, the, yeah. they're cooling their heels and somebody's paying their bills. Very much know? so. Very so much. So. A lot and of there, pressure on you. And there's not a. Uh, you realize very quickly that most production companies and networks don't understand how to do magic so it's it's a very well how come this isn't built and you're like look dude you, you just asked me to come up with a miracle in 24 hours yeah this hasn't even been tested on people so yeah. you're you're paying you're used to do like a prop just coming in and wheeling in they're used to an art department they're used to used to somebody coming in and painting something and being like there you are of course you built this that's why i paid you to yep. do and so they don't really understand magic so that's where it kind of gets hard but um so because of that uh i think this year i'm going to do it's going to be more of a me year. So it's like, let me go ahead and like do more lectures and do more convention, do oh, stuff that I was doing before okay. um, that I haven't have that I've kind of stepped away because I've been so do busy. Do you see live productions like that you have done with uh, David similar to the television production from the standpoint that no, it is? not at all, okay, not at all. Yeah, live so you is. Don't have a problem with uh, continuing on with consulting for that no, kind of and, I, and I love consulting and it's my bread and butter. But I don't uh, like I said, it's I, I think it's important to have me time. And, uh, and there's ideas that I think are, I'm ready to kind of, like the index. The index thing was something that, I mean, you saw, you know, yeah. from from almost conception, you yeah. know what I mean, to now where it's I'm like, oh. So I think that that's kind of the, uh, that'll be the next, the next, I mean, I've started looking at manufacturers and materials and what's the best, you know me, I want everything to be what, right. chef's kiss, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to a fault, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a little OCD on something. I know. So, uh, so that, uh, so that'll be out. My card to wallet, um, I think, will be uh, coming out next year. Um, How does that differ from a regular card? card I wallet? can't say. Okay. That's the problem because it's like it'll ruin everything. <laughs> I know. Okay, I understand. Uh, but it is going to be radically different, or is it's it just the next generation. One thousand percent different than anything. Okay. You, like literally, I can say that with full confidence. Okay, it's just that's the effect. Card to wallet, but it's completely different. One hundred percent different. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. It's not. I'll do it. In the show. I'm doing it in the show tonight. Okay. So, uh, so it's yeah, but it's a completely different take on. I understand that you can't. That's another thing as far as the secrecy of a lot of things yeah. that you uh, do uh, and, and help on television. I'm sure that you have signed some sort of uh, uh, NDA. NDA, yeah, mm-hmm. with yeah. Uh, with David. And whenever you're consulting for somebody Pretty saying, this is exclusive just for you, yeah. and I'm not going to be talking about not just the method, but when we talk about the effect even until actually it comes out. Yeah, sometimes. A lot of, a lot of times it's kind of loose. They don't really care. But sometimes it is very, like, hush-hush. Um, I mean, if you're talking about, for an example, like I, the big talk right now is about David Copperfield's going to make the moon disappear. Yeah. So, okay, there's the effect. And so he's trying to get that talk going yeah. then right now. Yeah. So, but but unless it's something like that, typically you won't say, okay, well, David's show is going to feature the ring on, uh, you know, hanger or something. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, don't, it'll, it'll be... I tend to just not talk in general. Just like, hey, whatever, man. Let me go do my thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you really do take a back seat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Real, yeah. real quiet about this. Yeah, guy. exactly. Yeah. So yeah. What's, what's David going to do next? I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> he hasn't even told me. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that's true. Uh, and so uh, with that, I'm sure that's one of the reasons that people uh, want to employ you and, and love you because they're, they they know that you can keep a secret, I guess. Yeah, I'm just not going to tell. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, happened, it happened with Copperfield. Good example. So he brought me in and he was like, hey. So I'm doing this moon thing. What's X, Y, and Z? And I was like, cool. Yeah. But I didn't sign anything. I wasn't like, I just, I'm not going to talk about it. It's like I don't. Sure. It's no point in me talking about it. It's, like, it's yeah. just that's just bad for everybody. <laughs> there are probably only a handful of guys like you who are consultants, you know, like Blake Voigt. And who else would you say is in that 
yeah. Rico Del Vega. Oh, of course, yeah, yep. Rico. Um, I mean, Marcus Eddy uh, is great as well. I've seen Marcus. In a while. I know he just, he just helped uh, Fifty Cent on his tour, doing a, like a costume change with uh, with uh, him on his tour, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a, a Jesse Feinberg. I mean, you name it. There's a bunch of guys. I don't I don't want to start naming names. No, no, and then somebody's going to be like, Danny, why come <laughs> Danny, you didn't mention me? I've come in to help you three times. You know, I work with Brent a lot. Brent's here right now. I work with Brent, Brent Braun a lot, yeah. and he's amazing. He's one of my favorite people. Like we work so well together. Um, we helped uh, Dustin Tavella with AGT, yep. who ended up winning AGT. Mm-hmm. Um, so we created all the magic for Dustin. One of the best experiences that I think I've literally ever had. Really? Why was that? What made that difference? From- he is just so. Both of them. Dustin is extremely. Dustin doesn't get enough credit in the magic community because he's not in the magic community. He's really not. You know, I, I talked to him at Magic Live, and we were about to have a conversation. He said, "I want to talk to you about some stuff and put it on the podcast." And I, but I didn't get to do that. You he's know? So, amazing. Yeah. He is literally. He is extremely talented. He's one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet. Um, very respectful. Um, but I mean, the, he's very smart, and people. I think that just because of the way he looks, actually, which is sad. And he's kind of got this uh, vanilla ice white rapper exactly, kind of look. Yeah, and they and I think that people just kind of turned off. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. And it's like, man. I really wish. But he, he won take, AGT. Exactly, and he, and for a good reason, man. Like it's, it's, it wasn't just a sad story. No, it's it was all real, real, yeah. hap, really happening, real time. Like it was crazy. And then working with uh with Brent, Brent's just one of the smartest human beings, literally in the world, man. It's, well, I know that Brent works with a lot of people. In fact, he has that kind of on his business card. You know, call me. You know, basically, I'm here to consult for you yeah. if you are wanting to be on AGT. I can help you move on up. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And it's true. He's he's a smart dude, man. I, he's one of my favorite people to work What's with. What's the other guy that he works with, Walter? Or something? He's got a, he came to the TAOM and he was uh, lecturing with another uh, friend of his. Oh, he's here, t- he's here today. Isn't he? Uh, he's here with him today. Andy. Andy, yeah. What's Andy's last name? I can't remember. I uh, but Andy is uh, like a co consultant, I guess. He mm-hmm. kind of leans on him a lot, too, to help. Yeah. Brent's amazing, man. Like, you really. And, and I guess he's like your Alex. In a way, maybe. I think so. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I just, I've just now, I just met him at uh, TOM for the first time, and, and we've been talking here. Super sweet guy. Yeah. Um, Brent, I've worked with numerous times, um, but Brent's one of the guys that, like, I'll just call or he'll call me and just be like, "Hey, I've got this idea." You know, actually, he called me for Ben Jackson. Oh yeah. So Ben was helping. Have you consulted with Ben a little bit? No, he uh, he has got some great stuff. He's yeah, great. man, that's what I heard. Yeah. So Ben called Brent to help out with the thing for Fool Us, and Brent called me, and Brent was like, "Here's this idea. What would you do?" And I was like, "I, I think I would do this actually." Mm-hmm. He's a cool, but it's like it's like he's a phone call. That's another guy that's just like a good phone call to like yeah. bounce ideas. Blake, Blake, Alex, those are my two kind of go tos. So um, you talk to them like. Once or twice a week. Oh yeah, easily, easily. Yeah, okay. Alex, I talk to pretty much every day. Every day. Blake yeah. probably once a week. Yeah. 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 Well, Alex still uh, living in Houston. I mean, he's just yeah. talk about a low key guy. I mean, he's still running his vape shop. He's doing. Yeah, he's doing great, man. Doing he's a doing bit of everything. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> being a family <laughs> man. Exactly, family man. He's being a family man. To get by. Yeah, man. Yeah, they came out and visited me. And, uh, he asked his daughter. Uh, he said, oh, "What do you want for your birthday?" And she's like, oh, I don't know. He's like, all right, think about it. And the next day, he's like, what do you want? She goes, I want to go see Uncle Danny. And he was like, damn it, are you serious? we got to go all the way to Vegas? <laughs> so they came out and spent a week out in Vegas and, uh, and hung, hung out, man. Yeah. So. so if somebody wanted to be a consultant, how would they approach a celebrity, if you will, whether it's going to be like, I don't care, name your magic celebrity, because they want to get, because they may have a handful of ideas. How do you kind of get into that? How were you discovered? And you know what I mean? I think so. Uh, the biggest thing with what you said, uh, there's two different things. There's a trick submitter and there's a consultant. Those are two completely different trick things. Trick submitter and what? And a consultant. Those a consultant, are sorry. Two completely different things. Oh, um, really? Yeah, trick submitter is just somebody who's going to give you an idea, here, something to do, do a thing. Maybe a one off thing. Yep, a consultant has 15 different hats that they're wearing uh-huh. for a production. You know what I mean? Okay. And so. You've got to go for also. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, literally, you're doing every you're doing every job you can think of. You're doing locations, you're doing every, every you name it, you're doing art department, you're handling budget, you're doing graphic design you're doing literally everything that you can think of and then there's I think that's the biggest misconception is people are like I want to be a magic consultant I'm like but do you know what a magic consultant actually does <laughs> I think you want to submit tricks to somebody and yeah. have them do magic tricks which is great and they're both very much needed um, I would say the biggest thing is to start off by just submitting tricks it's not just go do good work man like it, who how do you submit tricks for for people it's kind of like writing the president how is the president going to open your letter you I, know I think the biggest thing somebody asked me this before and for me the biggest thing is just go do good magic they don't find out about it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I didn't approach Blaine. Like I, I was literally standing in a dealer's room, and Blaine came up to me and goes, "You're Danny Garcia," and I went, "You're David Blaine. How's it going, dude?" And I gave him a hug. <laughs> yeah. He goes, "Have we met before?" And I went, "No." <laughs> um, that's, that's literally that's literally what happened. Yeah. And so, uh, but from that, that's what started spawning. Um, like with Dynamo, I Dynamo was sleeping. 
uh, was going to sleep under a set of stairs before he was Dynamo at a Las Vegas Magic Invitational. And uh, I was like, oh, he, he was like, oh, my name's Steven. I was like, hey, how's it going? And he showed, I mean, I'm 21 years old at the time. He was 21, I think, also. Yeah. And he was like, oh, and I was like, I've got a, I can get a cot, dude. I have a room here at this hotel. You yeah. can sleep on the floor. But that one thing, and us just me showing him magic, five years later, he was like, hey, I was doing a tour in the UK. And he was like, I've got a manager. Can you talk about this show? That turned into a thing. Cyril, I ended up having dinner with him and Blaine on the same the same time that I met Blaine. is the same time I met Cyril. And then, yep. And so we, they both were like, "Hey, come meet me at, come meet us at this bar to have a drink." And we sat down, and then they, I just started showing them ideas and started talking about ideas, and they got into a bidding war of who I was going to consult for. So it was, <laughs> yeah. So it was just, <laughs> you just like kind of set between said, "Okay, I want, really more. I, I want yeah. more." Yeah, it actually ended with David going, "I have more money." And Cyril goes, "Fair enough." <laughs> um, I'll take whatever ideas are left yeah. over. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, man. I think it's just do good work. Don't don't worry about don't worry about putting in front of people first just worry about putting out good work man so being creative and being original that's what I'm kind of hearing is that anybody can do Jeff Hobson's trick but only one person can be Jeff Hobson or Matt King or whomever because you don't want to be a wannabe you need to be creative and so that was what you have been known for and that's what you were doing by coming up with these different ideas and people then got to know you because of that yeah just go do I mean it's like I guess the same thing would be like I can't Let's say you play guitar, but you're not going to go up to John Mayer and be like, hey, can I write music for you? Yeah. Like, how do you... That's kind of my point. How do you, you know, do that? So yeah. the, John Mayer has to come to you. Yeah, just go just go do good stuff. Like, as long as you do good stuff, eventually people are going to notice. You know, what's that old line? Be so good you can't be ignored or something? It's like an That's old so quote. Much. Yeah. Just do that, man. Just go be good. Like, go do good stuff. Eventually, you know, if you do good stuff, you put good stuff out in the universe, it'll come back to you. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, whenever I was... Uh, the consultant I mentioned earlier about Master Delusion, I was uh, there, and the fellow who was supposed to be doing it, something came up uh, personally, and he had to leave, and Gabe Blackstone said, well, who would you recommend? He said, well, it just so happens that Scott Wells happened to be in town, said, if I was going to recommend somebody, it'd be him. So, you know, and so that's how that I kind of got to do it. So the point is, yeah, if you if you are so good that people are going to recognize you yeah, for your experience, then uh, that's what you need to do, is just go out there and do it, and eventually they will find you. It's kind of like if you have a goal of being famous or making money, you may not ever achieve either. I agree. It, that just comes as a result of yes. doing the work. Yes, that's a byproduct. A byproduct of you just just doing doing good stuff, man. Eventually, eventually, all that stuff will start falling in your lap, and literally, just it'll start being handed to you. Which, the, the good thing about Magic Man is that like there's so much magic on television that's coming out that like people need ideas. You know what oh, I mean? It's a, it's a yeah, it's a grinder. I mean, they need the, ideas. Yeah, I thought about that so many years ago when uh, first special with uh, uh, Doug Henning when he was doing a zigzag. I thought, you know, and the world saw the zigzag for the first time on network TV, and it's kind of like, what have you got for me today? So it's like that was yesterday, and that was a great idea. So what have you got now? Yep. You know, you have to. It's a, just a machine. Yeah, man. It's just a shark. It keeps yeah, moving, yeah. and you got to come up with new ideas all the time. That's bigger and better than whatever yesterday's Definitely. idea was. Definitely. What have you got for me today? Is what they're asking. That, I guess that's the hardest. That's the pressure, right? The pressure is that's like, what's, <laughs> what can I do that's better than the last thing I just did? What can I do that's better How than the last thing? How do you do that? You know, I was talking with uh, Pat Hazel one time, and he was uh, working um, for Jerry Seinfeld because what had happened was he said that when they were shooting the show live, and they wouldn't get the laughter that they expected, so he would then go to. Pat and say, how can I make these lines funnier and whatever? And I, I said to Pat, that's got to be the easiest job in the world because they've already kind of written the lines. And no, it's the hardest job in the world mm-hmm. because you have to not only be funnier than the funniest person in there, but the aggregates of the all the funniness of people who have already thrown out exactly. these other lines. <laughs> yeah. He said, so I had to take the first three jokes that I thought were hilarious and throw them out because they probably thought of it and then go beyond yeah. that. So for creating magic, that's something I would imagine you have to push yourself and also... Yeah, 100%, man. And you know what? Just, I mean, shamefully, my ego gets in the way also. Like, I want it to be... Of course, you know, like you say, kind of like... I want the CD. reputation to continue to move forward, and so it's like, that's where my ego does step in, in the way, and I need, I need to learn how to kind of let that go, where I'm like, man, I need this to be better than it. It has to be better than the last thing I did. This has to be better. You know, AGT, that's where it gets really hard. AGT is very difficult, and the reason is because they know just enough magic to be dangerous. Yeah. AGT does. Oh, you mean the judges? Yep. They, okay. they know, and also production. They know just enough to be like... Critical? Well, just yeah, just go. Well, why don't you just do this? I'm like, yeah, but you're not a magician. You don't understand. You don't understand why I'm doing. You know, it's really funny. One of the producers told me during this last this last uh, season, they're like, magicians are always worried about. Oh, I have to say this. 
but he was saying it as like, uh, how come you just can't do what we're saying? Why do you have to say it? Is kind of, and in my head, I, I just smiled. I didn't say anything to him, but I was just like, oh, you just don't get it. Like, you really, yeah, I, have to, I do have to say that. Because if yeah. I don't say that, this trick's not going to work. It's not, those yeah. words are very specific, but they don't understand. they might also cover some move or whatever. Yep, they don't understand, like, they don't, they don't think, like, uh, they don't think in a psychological kind of aspect. They just think about production. And so, like, they don't understand, like, no, but I do have to do this because I need this, I need this, I need this for all this to work. They don't, they can't wrap their hand around that. So they're just dangerous enough to kind of be like, oh, but they're difficult because you have to be like, like with Dustin, you come up with a trick and it gets an amazing reaction. You're like, well, this next trick has to be better than that other trick. It has to. Yeah, because every time they say, you're going to step it up. You yep, know, I like that. One, yep. And then production's on your table. Well, how do we make this bigger? How do we make this bigger? And sometimes we'll go backwards with Dormabas, it happens a lot, where they're like, we want it to be bigger. We want it to be bigger. How do we make this bigger? How do we make it? And he'd be like, "Dude, what do I do?" I'm like, "Same thing with Matt Franco. They kept saying, you know, make these card tricks bigger." Yep, know? yep. But you can also make something feel bigger. That's the part that they don't understand. You can make it feel bigger, but it's not. Well, is that what mentalists do for the most part? I mean, it creates an illusion in the minds of the audience yep. that are sitting there, yep. which makes it bigger because everyone can quote see it in their mind. One hundred percent. Mentalism is one of the best things, especially for television, man. If you want to make something feel feel massive because it's like you get you get a it's kind of ripple i mean you know it's like a, you know more than i do you get this kind of ripple effect with the audience so the, the, the idea the the birth the idea of going that ripple yes. effect, it's great right. yeah right. yeah definitely man. but again i think agt would be a very difficult thing to try to uh, to write or to consult for i remember the story about kevin james many years ago like i don't know season three or something in which he had advanced and then remember he had come out with that idea with the uh, animated hand mm-hmm. you know the severed hand or whatever and they wanted him to do that and he said no that's kind of commercially available i got another idea yeah. and by contract he had to do it and he didn't make it to the next level it's because of that so what's funny is he doesn't he doesn't have to do it that's the thing so this is where they this is where they kind of this is how come it starts getting television starts getting kind of difficult you don't have to do anything you are your own person. You know, and you know, it's funny, so uh, Simon is actually really, really great about this. Simon told Doran Boss at one point, he was like, uh, Doran Boss didn't listen to, to the producers. He's like, I do not want to do that. That's not what I'm doing. I want to do this. And at the end of the day, it's, it's, you're the one that's on television. It is your call. That's right. It is 100% your call. They'll make you feel like you don't have a choice, but you 100% have a choice. You can say, no, you can be, nope, I'm doing this. This is what I'm doing. No, but we really want... Sorry, I'm not. So by contract, they are. There is no contract of you. You uh, have to do what we tell you. I misunderstood that. I guess. I'm yeah, no, no, no. There is a. There is a. They'll give you a suggestion of what's best. They strongly suggest. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, and they'll make it feel like you don't have a choice, but you 100 percent have a choice. Okay. Yeah, you can definitely, definitely. Uh, but Dorm, the same thing. And Simon told Dornboss, he was like, "Don't you ever, ever let anybody that works for me tell you how to do your job." And I thought that was amazing. That he turned it around on Simon. Yeah. Wow. Simon turned it around. His, Simon literally turned his back to his whole production. Yeah. Do not let these people tell you how to be you. Yeah. Like you do. That's what we want. Is exactly. We, yeah. we want you. Yeah. We don't want them. We want they. They understand television sure. and theater and how to make something feel bigger. And but we. They want. They, at the end of the day, they want you to do you. Yeah. And so yeah. yeah, I thought that was one of the most amazing things. This has been a wonderful conversation. I thank you for your yeah, time man, very thank much. You. And uh, thank you. So let me, since my magic, this, uh, my podcast called the Magic Word. What would be your philosophy of life? A lot of things you talked about over here, but what's important every day? It could be different from what you had yesterday. But what do you think? Do everything with love and authenticity. That's kind of reigns above everything for wow. me. Do everything with love and authenticity, Danny. You're a great buddy. Thanks very much. Thanks, dude. Same, man. Same, buddy. <laughs> Appreciate the time. So with the Magic Word Podcast. That was Danny Garcia. Scotty. Wow. Well, I don't know about you, but <laughs> we just had a couple of great uh, episodes. What do you think? Last week, we released one with Curry Pollock, uh, who was a great creator. And then again here this week with, uh, with Danny Garcia. I, I mean... We ended the year with uh, on a high note and begin again with another high note. I hope that you guys just get as much out of or got as much out of this as I did. And I say get because that's really the present tense because that is something that I think that we will get and then in the future we'll continue to use great stuff that he was suggesting. One last thing that I want to clarify, and that is the name of the book that Danny had mentioned during this episode, and that was called Aha. 
exclamation point, 10 Ways to Free Your Creative Spirit and Find Your Great Ideas. That's the name of the book specifically if you're looking for it. In fact, if you go to the magicwordpodcast.com to this week's blog, you will see a link there that you can go and find more information there on Amazon and purchase that if you want it. Also, he did suggest to me a couple of other uh, books that he thought the listeners might be interested in. One of them is called How to Fly a Horse. The Secret History of Creation, Invention, and Discovery. And the other one is called Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear. And then finally, A Creative Act, A Way of Being. All four of those books are ones that he recommends and is probably worth you checking out then as well. As I said, go check out this week's episode blog, and there you will see links to Amazon where you can find out more information and order those books if you are interested. Thank you, Danny, so much for being my guest here this week and also for your friendship. I appreciate it greatly. Well, I mentioned in the first part of this podcast that we have made a random selection of a person's name who is the winner of the Watch Steel video DVD by Chappie Brazil and Charles Bach. And I do want to thank Charles for donating this prize. And if you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to that episode, I suggest you do as well. It's another one of those marvelous episodes that we had posted just before the one with Carrie Pollock. In fact, the convention where I was attending, the Magic uh, at the Beach, was uh, there at uh, Charles Box Theater, where I chatted with him and then later with Carrie Pollock. Well, the winner of our prize here this week, the first one for the year, is Kent Dickinson. Congratulations, Kent. I will get this right out to you. I know you'll enjoy it. It's got a lot of really great stuff on it. And I know the way that they, they, Chappie and Charles teach the watch deal, you'll be able to do it. Not straight away. It does take a little bit of uh, time, but it is something that uh, you'll use for the rest of your life. And I'm sure you'll enjoy the DVD. And again, thank you, Charles, for donating that. And for all of the people who had entered the contest, I want to thank you for listening and for entering the contest. We'll have more contests throughout the year from time to time as we have some more prizes that will be donated by some of our guests. And I, again, want to thank the guests for giving us those donations and helping us to increase our listenership by having people who will subscribe to the podcast and then enter the contest. And also I do suggest that you subscribe to the Magic Word podcast so this way that you are notified from week to week who it is uh, that's going to be on the podcast or I should say that a podcast has been released. If you subscribe to our pod letter then you will know who's going to be on from week to week, who's coming up next week and also some suggestions from the archives. And also as I mentioned if you could actually give us a five-star rating and just a nice comments on iTunes or on Google Play or wherever that you listen to the podcast, that'd be greatly appreciated too and helps our podcast grow. So until next week, stay well, get booked, and remember to do everything with love and authenticity. This is Scotty out. Bye.